Hello there. This is CSW, creator of Incarnation Red. If you enjoy Incarnation Red and want to help keep it going, support the show on Patreon via the link listed in the episode notes down below. In return, you'll receive a variety of perks ranging from a monthly Q&A slash horror gaming livestream to a chance of having a mini-episode made based off of you and your fears released on the main RSS feed for everyone to hear. Additionally, all patrons receive access to an exclusive patron-only Discord server where you can chat with fans and myself, watch live streams of pre-release episode editing, and join in on regular horror movie nights. I rely on your support to keep the show going, so any amount, no matter how small, will help me bring you more scary stories more often. Link is in the episode notes down below. Additionally, if you are a fan of audio drama podcasts in general and want early access releases plus bonus content from Incarnation Red, absolutely sign up for Apollo Plus, a creator-owned platform where every subscriber helps audio fiction creators for just $10 a month. You can think of Apollo Plus almost as the Netflix of audio dramas, offering exclusive content, ad-free and early access releases, behind-the-scenes content, supercuts, and a whole, whole lot more, all by supporting the creators you already know and love. With Apollo Plus, 70% of the revenue goes directly to us creators and provides all of us, both creator and listener, with a place to enjoy the shows we love, such as Afflicted, 13, and of course Incarnation Red, and a whole, whole lot more. And of course, Hemophobia, my upcoming horror podcast, will be there too, so join Apollo Plus through the Apollo Podcasts app or by going to apollopods.com slash plus, that's P-L-U-S. Incarnation Red is a horror anthology podcast, and thus contains material not suitable for all audiences. All content warnings can be found in the episode notes down below. You don't want to go in there all by yourself, do you? Episode 6 Campfire <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, you, you know how it goes, something like that, but I, shit, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how I got there, I, that's it, that's it, yes, that's what I'm saying, man, that's what she said every single time, it's ridiculous, something about, he gave her this, that, the other thing, and, I don't know, man, I, yeah, exactly, dude, exactly. I don't even really know what's meant by it, to be honest. Could be anything, but... Anyway. Figured it'd be a waste, this fire and all, if... If we didn't get some spooky stories up here, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I see over there, I bet you... Nah, man, what are you talking about? 
We're in the middle of a forest at night around a campfire. I don't, I don't see a damn thing scary about that. Not at all. You jackass. You absolute jackass. Oh, won't be that bad. Just a few little scary stories, MBD. Here, I'll start. So, once upon a time... Nah, man, I... <laughs> Shut up. All stories gotta start somehow. That's all I know. And once upon... Alright, I'll, I'll, I'll start some other way. So, there was this guy, and that's, that's better, right? And and he is uh he he had a phone with the face recognition thing, but it didn't seem to be working properly. Yeah, you see, it wasn't working. Right? I mean, it it would like it worked like when you looked at the phone and it would unlock and all that, but it did something else as well. Sometimes. When he was all alone, the phone would recognize a face that wasn't there. Like if, if he held his phone in an empty room and had pointed it in a random direction, it would suddenly recognize a face. Even though there was nobody there. Yes, that's it. Yes, that... Hey, shut... <laughs> I'd like to hear you come up with something scarier. Oh, oh, is the... Oh, I'm sorry. Is someone getting a little stage fright? God, you're kidding me. Such a lightweight. Well, fine, then. I'm not about to let this, this perfectly good campfire go to waste. Never let a good campfire go to waste. I'll try... No, no. We are out here under the beautiful stars in the heart of nature. Why would I let this be a positive experience? <laughs> it's not in my nature to value beauty. I'll come up with another one. So, uh... Yeah, there was this guy who... No, ting bad, a different guy from the last story. There was this guy, and... Well, he loved candy, you see, and... He'd see children at the candy store, a kid having a birthday party with a big pinata and all that. And he'd wonder, whatever happened to all the candy that the kid didn't eat? Surely there had to be some, right? A pinata that big, a kid that small. No way there wasn't leftovers. So one day, and he and he lived in a kind of like suburban area, so he saw these kinds of birthday parties all the time. So one day when he was walking, he saw a party. A birthday party for a kid turning ten. And there was a pinata there. So instead of continuing his walk, he backed up a little found some cover behind a fence post and hit I, I mean like part of the fence genius like he like like he hid behind well whatever no a fence post is like the the thing at the end the corner of the the fence no that's not what we're not doing this right now <laughs> we're not about to depict the semantics of a fence post <laughs> not in the middle of my story so like I said he found cover, and instead of continuing his walk, he just watched them. Watched the party, the guests, the kids, and he was completely unseen. Eventually he got to the part where the pinata was cracked open, and this was the part he had been waiting for. 
He ducked a little to make sure he wouldn't be seen at this crucial moment. And he watched very closely. The birthday kid was terrible. Even blindfolded, his lack of coordination was inexcusable. Pathetic. He wasn't even swinging in the right direction, facing blatantly away from the piñata. And a few adults had to dodge his bat more than once. He wasn't going to hit it. Not at this rate. He didn't deserve the insides of that piñata. But the parents eventually swooped in, moved the piñata closer, moved the child in the right direction. He finally struck it, and the candy went everywhere, quickly snatched up by dirty little children fingers that then stuffed the candy into greedy pockets. And sure enough, there were leftovers on the floor. The man realized he didn't exactly know what he planned on doing once it got to this point. But before he could do anything, the mother came and collected all the little lost pieces of candy, put them in a bowl, and went inside. Quick as that. And her hands were so clean. So much cleaner. The man left the house angrily. He would. Is this your water bottle? Okay, okay, just checking. He walked back down the direction he was going, then looped and turned tail to walk back to his house in the other direction. The whole way he was swearing under his breath, fuming, unable to cope with what had happened. And it didn't make any sense. Why didn't he even get so much as a chance to have candy? What made that imbecilic child who couldn't even swing a bat correctly so much more deserving of candy? What made the man so unworthy? Was it the same reason he had even stopped by a child's birthday party to spy on it in the first place? Was it the same energy that made his steps go fervent and unstinting as he stormed down the pale sidewalk? Was it that voice in his head telling him go further? Go further. Even though he had gone so far as to secretly stake out a child's location just to get sweets, go further next time. Take more than just candy. Don't let the black, inky contamination of your soul be a burden to hold you back, no. Make it your purpose. Make it your life. Next time, don't you hide behind a fence post. Come right out in plain daylight. Don't hide your iniquity from them. Make them know your iniquity. Make them witness and experience your iniquity. Make sure they never forget it. Carve it into their soft, sheltered minds and marks they will never wash out that they can never forget, no matter how hard they try and how many sleepless nights you sow in their memory. Make them know pain. Make them see the world as you see it. Because if they deserve candy, then they definitely deserve that. As he was walking, he encountered someone else. It was a little boy one of the kids from the party, walking alone back to his house. They were going to cross paths. The man eyed the boy's pockets and said, Little boy, have you got any candy in your pockets? The little boy said he didn't. The man looked at him hard, knowing he was lying. And the boy spoke again. 
Said he had already eaten it all. The man didn't like that. <laughs> so you know what he did? <laughs> you, you really want to know what he did? Well, I can't tell you exactly, but all anybody knows is that the boy's parents found him that evening lying on the pavement, his abdomen ripped open roughly as if by bare hands, and his stomach had been pulled clean out of his body and ripped open as well. And there was definitely no candy inside the stomach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh man, oh my god. You should have seen your faces. Oh god. God, that was <laughs> That was one for the books right there. That yeah, you better fetch that bottle, you're gonna need it, no doubt. That was all up yeah, give me some pass it. Yeah, that was all off the dome, I'm telling you. No, really, really. It really was. Oh, that's hardly fair to say. I promised you guys a scary story. Doesn't mean there's anything wrong with me. Just means I've got the right mind for it. I guess my uh, thoughts are a little demented, but... Hey, those thoughts need saying too, don't they? People are always saying thoughts like that ought to be said in private only or not said at all, but... Hey, certainly kept you guys captivated, huh? <laughs> and I don't see a damn thing wrong with that. Just a little fun is all, even if it's a little... demented or whatever. Loki think y'all are looking at me different after that story. <laughs> well, that's, uh, no. well, don't worry. Still me. No matter how many campfire stories I tell or how... Messed up they are. Yeah, hit me. Yeah. <sighs> Lordy, it burns. But you know what? It's a necessity. Feeds the brain, gets the creative juices a-flowing. Oh, I wouldn't worry about that. It's not terribly late. Well, for me, that's not very late at all. <laughs> oh, come on, already? The fire's still got plenty of life left. We can stay up for at least one more story. It, it, yes, I have more stories to tell. What do you tell? I, I, I just like tell s stories, you know. Not saying I want to traumatize you, though that would be a pleasant side effect. <laughs> Plus, we hardly get to come out here anymore. Come on, at least one more story, right? One more. Yes. Thank you. I'll make it a good one. Don't worry. So, it's said that in in these parts, actually, no, uh, no joke. It's said that there's this thing, one of them urban legend, cryptid type things, but it's it's not like the other ones, not like the Jersey Devil or the Mothman or whatever. It's different for a couple of reasons. For one thing, it's it's not a physical creature. It can't be seen or touched, but 
that doesn't make it any less real. In fact, to be honest, in the case of this being, that makes it even realer, in a sense, as well as more... Well, there's the second big difference between it and other myth creatures. It's much, much more deadly. And one would think, well, how could it be more deadly? If it can't be seen or touched, how... How could it be more deadly? But you know, I think... I think it's the things we can't see. The things we can't touch or readily perceive that are the most terrifying. Because if we can't see or touch it, then how the hell could we even understand it? <laughs> Have you ever had a thought or an impulse even that you didn't know where it came from? A momentary idea, just a flashing thought even that didn't seem to come from you. That wouldn't have come from you. And I, I, I don't mean just a thought that's unusual or just a somewhat odd way of thinking, like when you think about if we all see the same colors or when you've had a few and catch yourself thinking about how astronauts feel or something. I, I don't even mean the type of moment when, like when you look off a balcony and think about what it would feel like to jump. Not like that. I mean, when you look at someone you love and you see them as a series of separable parts. When you turn off the lights in the room and feel as if you're seeing more there in the darkness than you do in the light. When you think about what it would be like if someone disassembled you and then reassembled you as something different, as a different creature entirely. And what would it be like to do that to someone else? And almost as soon as the thought is had, it vanishes. Just like that, leaving you in the quiet shadow of nothing, wondering helplessly where the thought had come from. What it had come from. If you've had thoughts like this, then you very well may have felt the touch of this creature. Because that's what this creature is. It's a sentience that has no form, but it takes form inside of us, inside our thoughts, inside our flesh. Maybe this is all just riffing at this point. I mean, whether you have or haven't felt its touch, I... Uh, there was once a man who had. He felt it every day, for weeks, months on end. And though we tried to understand it, it, it was as if the attempt made it shell back even further, made it become even more obscure, as if it were doing so on purpose. But one thing was clear. It understood him. felt that every time he went to bed in the dark, he saw everything more than he wanted to, more than he knew was there to be seen. 
felt it when he woke in the middle of the night to find himself standing in front of his living room window, staring out onto the dark street for no discernible reason, with all the lights off. He felt it when he locked himself into a closet just to see what it felt like to be captive. What a person feels like when they are afraid. How he could make someone else feel like that. He felt it when he paper cut his finger, then didn't do anything, just stared. As if to see what would happen. He felt it when he looked in the mirror and knew he wasn't actually looking at his face. Not really. He was looking at the top layer of his face. There was plenty more underneath that people didn't see, but he could show them. He could easily show them. And he kept, kept having to ask himself why it was him. I mean, there are tons of people in the world, but it had picked him to make like this. Was there something about him? Was he raised in some kind of way that predisposed him to it? Had he experienced some kind of latent trauma, lived some kind of life experience that bewitched his mind into thinking these iniquitous thoughts? Or even worse when he thought of it, was it none of those things? And was it just him? Just his personality, his identity? Who he was at his core? But he knew what he looked like inside. The same as everyone else did, really. Because deep down, deep down at their core, nobody was different from him. Even if they looked different, acted different, it wouldn't mean anything if he looked inside one of them. If he were able to... to take one of them apart. If he tore open one of them and exposed everything inside, would anything look any different from his? He didn't think so. But maybe... Maybe he should give it a shot anyway. Maybe he should try cracking one of them open. And looking inside. <laughs> but, but of course he, he... He wasn't going to go and do that. that. That's not... It's just because he had those thoughts, those... Demented, iniquitous thoughts. was going to go and do it in real life, right? It was all just musings, just passing notions and campfire stories. Didn't mean anything about him. Didn't mean he was as messed up as the thoughts were. And it didn't mean he was going to go out and do any of the things that passed through his screwed up little mind, even if it felt like just the little thoughts in his head, fleeting, momentary notions. It was just campfire stories is all. 
just stories. That's the end, but there you have it. You guys are so so quiet now. <laughs> this was just a story, it's all it's no big deal. It's just a story. <laughs> well, I think I, I think you guys are right. It might be time to hit the hay, huh? <laughs> yeah, I, I guess so. Glad we packed a lot of water. Think we're gonna be nursing some headaches tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. Well, I don't think so. I, I don't think it'll be a problem. It's not gonna start tonight anyway, and in the morning, well, guess we'll deal with it then. I think it was only like a 50% chance, and I, I think it kind of starts later on in the day anyway, but we'll have to see. Yeah, <laughs> hair of the dog. Not going to get through tomorrow without it. <laughs> Should have told me I'd, I'd have brought some. Well, next time then. And as he looked at the others from across the campfire... The man started having these thoughts again. And the demented, torturous thoughts again. Questions and agonies that... that needed remedy. Needed answering. And he thought, what would the others look like on the inside? Could he find out? in a place so remote and so far away as this one was now his chance to find out was it You don't think I can see? I see you right there. You're right there. Get, get, get over here. Don't you run from me. Don't Fire go to waste, huh?
spare note. I should keep a closer eye on insanity, please. They tend to carry the weight of paranormal potential quite heavily, even if most of them are best referred to a psychiatrist. But when one, such as the one that I'm looking at, starts using phrases like a formless sentience taking up residence within me, causing him to butcher two of his friends in the middle of a forest, that's another thing entirely. Not much testability to it, but I'll keep an eye on it nonetheless. Suspend. Incarnation Red is created, written, narrated, and edited by CSW. The opening theme was written and performed by Annika Hansen. All music and sound effects used in this podcast are created in-house from scratch. For more information and regular updates, follow me on Twitter at CSW underscore horror, or visit my website CSWHorror.com, or like the show's Facebook page, Incarnation Red, as always, spelled R-E-A-D. For behind-the-scenes looks and other scary content, you can follow me on TikTok, or you can follow me on Instagram at Incarnation Red. Thank you for listening.